0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Geek Town Radio. It's episode 104 and I have with me Andrew.
2: Hello everybody, how are you doing? I just realised episode 104, 52 weeks in a year, 104 episodes. Today, this one must be the second anniversary of Geek Town Radio.
0: Yeah, 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 no, it must be actually, you're quite right. Yes, I hadn't hadn't made that distinction, but yes, yes, it must be. Wow. Two years of this. (laughs) Yes, and I've got you on again for an anniversary episode.
2: Episode, so <laughs> <laughs> they're coming and ticking fast yeah
0: <laughs> yes
2: yeah so
0: uh how are you doing what
2: have you been up to uh doing pretty well thank you tv wise well we'll go through your weekly list but yeah i've been catching up on some of the new things that i've started um a lot of which i've enjoyed some will come to not perhaps not so much but uh, yeah i think we're kicking off with a return of a british classic aren't we y-
0: yes yeah the, well the first thing on my list certainly was top gear yeah because it it's come back again what did you think i'm assuming you've watched it i
2: have i've watched it and i think well first of all it's excellent scheduling by the bbc suitably after the Grand Tour has finished and long before the Grand Tour's second series. Yes. Compared to the previous one, more Chris Harris, more Rory Reid, no Chris Evans, no Eddie Jordan and no Sabine Schmidt makes it work really well, I thought. The three-person format, which they tried to get away from because of the connection to the previous presenters, yeah. it just it just seems to work better. Yeah. I don't think the interplay between the three presenters is quite as slick as the late Clarkson era Top Gear but yeah I suppose if you compare it to when James May first started in series two yes I was going to say after after one series of Jason Donovan but it wasn't Jason Donovan was it it was Jason somebody else
0: yes yes it was I can't remember his Uh, name (laughs)
2: lost to the
0: annals of history that guy (laughs) yeah
2: exactly I mean it's a lot more promising this time around I think Matt LeBlanc needs to work on a more natural delivery he seems a bit um Yes. A bit wooden. Um, and, and in fact, bizarrely, although he's the main name, he's actually the weakest link of the three, but I think there's considerable promise there.
0: Yeah. The difference is, I think, this time around, is although he is possibly slightly weaker in terms of, which is ironic because he's the actual actor out of the three of them, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, they're not gelling quite as well as, you know, Hammond Clarkson may, but then you know, having Clarkson and May have been doing this for a very, very long time by the end. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that's fine. They're, they'll get there. They genuinely do seem to like each other. Some of the studio bits, like you say, do seem a little bit forced at the moment, but I, I think it, it will it will settle. You know, it might not settle entirely this season. It might be next season, but I, I think the three of them together are very, very watchable. It, it doesn't annoy me like it did when you had the ginger shouty man on on it
2: no 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 Uh, and Eddie Jordan was a bit annoying as well
0: yeah Eddie Jordan was because he seemed just over enthusiastic to be there which (laughs) you know um And I mean, they have said that Eddie Jordan and Sabine Schmidt will maybe pop up as, as sort of guests on some of the things, which is, is fine. I don't mind that. But, uh, you know, the, the, those three as core presenters, they're all kind of elevated to the same status now. It's not like yeah. one or two people kind of running the show and, and sort of you know dictating everything that goes on. So it's much stronger than it was. I thought it was quite interesting that they basically had the guest on for almost the entire show as well. I mean the yeah. guest was there for a lot longer.
2: True. I don't know if that's going to be a thing they're going they're going to run with. I wasn't that vac- to be honest in the Clarkson era it was the star in the reasonably priced car if there was ever going to be a segment that I would fast forward through, it was that bit.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: So having a guest on on a weekly basis doesn't really interest me that much particularly, but I suspect as with many things, I'm (laughs) I'm the only only one.
0: (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, that, that kind of really depends on the guest, but, I I thought it was fine because it allows them to chip in on on certain things, and they've got the kind of uh, reasonably fast car. I think is what they're calling it now, which is the yes. the kind of new uh, thing, which I think is nice because it it sort of slightly changes how the the laps are going to work and that sort of stuff. And they've got the old track back, and you know, so mm-hmm. so that works quite well. No stig on the uh, first episode either.
2: No stig, no bizarrely, which is. Yeah, that, that is strange. Um, oh. But I mean, what what is interesting, of course, is that the Grand Tour, instead of a Stig, has an American. And yeah. Top Gear now, instead of Clarkson, Hammond and May, also has an American. Yeah, that is um, true. Yeah, so there you go. But yeah, I think it, is, it has legs now. It needed to work. I think it's done the job. Mm. Um, if the rest of the series maintains that level of quality, then I'll be, I'll be tuning in. Yeah,
0: and, and I, I think it worked. I thought the opening film was handled very well. Yeah. Um and they seem to be having fun with the sort of uh the the Kazakhstan trip that they did. So, yeah. I, you know, I am optimistic that that it's yeah. it's going to be working and it genuinely I I had a look around at some of the online reviews afterwards and some of the newspaper reviews and it seems to have gone down pretty positively. So, yeah, you know, mi-
2: mixed to positive I think the people in the in the industry say. Isn't yeah. it? Some people didn't like it, but it, it definitely seemed to go down better than the previous one.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I I will be interested to see what the numbers are like when they come in for that. Yeah,
2: definitely. All right. Okay. What do you have next?
0: Legion, I wanted to just mention, because I know we we talked about Legion quite extensively sort of a few weeks ago. I've only just started watching it again because of the fact that I, I had seen the first three episodes on a press preview. So we've just caught up with the fourth fourth episode now. Um, That's a wonderfully bizarre, weird show. <laughs> you are, yeah. It's one of those shows that you really have to concentrate because it's, it's not letting up for anybody in terms of how the thing's structured and things jump all over the place and mm-hmm. stuff pops up that doesn't necessarily make sense immediately and then he's tied in later on in the episode. He, you know, it's really quite complex for what he's supposed to be or what was sort of billed as an X-Men spinoff. And, and it really isn't at all. Uh, yeah. But it, it's entertaining and fun and uh, I think the characterizations work really well, It it's just... Yeah, it, it's it's a, a quite a complex thing to to sort of stay on top of. So um, I'm glad to see that sort of carried on. I mean, the first three episodes were interesting because the first two episodes were a little bit confusing and then the third episode clarifies certain things and then the fourth Mm -hmm. episode sort of starts to muddy things up a little bit again with sort of characters being not who you thought they were and and that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's interesting the way that that's put together and it's a fairly compact... I think it's only nine or ten episodes or something like that. It's not a particularly long run. So it's really really nicely packed together and uh they're yeah full of story all all killer no filler as they say so uh yeah i am really enjoying that
2: it's not one that i can really get into um i think we always end up disagreeing on 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 so many things but that's what keeps it interesting yeah Um, I just didn't find myself caring enough about the characters to bother learning what was going on but I do appreciate objectively that it is a very different concept to a lot of things that are on at the moment there's a lot to watch and there's a lot of similar concepts that keep being repeated because clearly they work and the numbers work and it is even though I'm not enjoying it myself it is nice to see something very different
0: yeah I think that's the thing I I like having very different sort of interesting shows come up
2: but the next one was something i could get into really really well this was a good one
0: yeah lethal weapon was was yes. the next thing i wanted to mention which was a, a you know is a, is a an adaptation of the movies we're speaking to one of the cast members later on in the show i have to say though i i really you know when they always come along and say we're doing a tv adaptation of of a film and they've done like taken recently and various other things which haven't been and they always seem to be done a little bit half-heartedly Um, this really isn't. I mean, the, the lethal weapon remake is just, I mean, it is big and American and uh, flashy and silly silly in places, Uh, but it's, it's got a wonderful heart to it. It's got some amazing action sequences considering it's, done on a tv budget it's incredibly well put together the leads are incredibly likable the casting's very good i thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, i've I've actually seen the first two episodes of it but I, i'm I, the first one but. yeah it's well i i went to a press event in london where they couldn't have introduced us to it so i've seen right. the, the first two uh, it, but it, it's really good you know think, and not I mean, what, what you'd expect for Yeah, you, know, you wouldn't necessarily expect a, a lethal weapon weapon remake to work so well
2: no and what the other thing that you don't necessarily expect is for it to be on itv of all places no. which is tremendous I and mean, i think we could do with more acquisitions of this caliber from ITV, if you're listening, ITV people, then then this, this works really well. One little thing I jotted down was really interesting that Damon Wyans, who plays Roger Murtaugh, yeah. his first role was actually in another famous LA-based action comedy police movie, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yes. In a bit part. So uh, that, but like you said, the interplay between him and the, the other guy whose name I can't uh, Clay, Clay Crawford. That's the one. Far better than I thought it yeah. was going to be. Not looking forward necessarily to the appearance of Leo Getz. One of the <laughs> weakest things and the most annoying thing. He's, he was the Jar Jar Binks of, of the Lethal Weapon uh, <laughs> film series. Um, but one, one little, one little niggle. I suppose the very see-through, transparent political correctness in the remake updating trish the wife trish murtoff from a housewife as she was in the 80s films to a millionaire lawyer well, albeit albeit one who so far hasn't done any work
0: well yes but i'm told as you'll hear in the interview later because we're interviewing the person that plays trish it's a it's a lady called keisha sharp who's absolutely lovely so we're talking to her later on in the show, but it, that actually makes quite a lot of sense. I, I, I don't think it, it was done just for political Correctness purposes. I think part of it is the fact that it allows a cop to live in a really nice house. So, well, which is, yes. Which is, which is always something that they like to do without him sort of apparently taking money, you know, under the table somewhere. To, you know, it, it, uh, it allows a sort of your average detective to have a really, really nice property that they can kind of live in. So it makes, makes it better on screen. It also mm-hmm. has the added advantages as she's the lawyer, you can intertwine her into some of the cases. So it means it can. It, it improves how much they can use that character i don't think it's done entirely for that plus i i think in this day and age to have a just as a housewife which is fine you know um but Still i have. it's fine somebody being a housewife but i think when they're on screen if you can do something that makes that character sort of more integral to the plot in some way mm. which i think this does I think that makes more sense. but okay. um, And you've also got like changes about the things with Roger about, you know, him having had a heart attack and actually wanting to carry on working rather than him wanting to leave the force, which was another change as well. There, there are little tweaks to a lot of the characterizations, which I really yeah. quite liked. So, I mean, on, on the whole, I think it it works really well. So I, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. I suspect Leo Getz might not be quite as annoying as he was in the movies either. <laughs> so, so we'll we'll see where that comes up. But um, yeah, it's gone down really, really well as far as I can tell. It's certainly gone down very well in the US. So we'll we'll yep. see. Uh, hopefully, it does well for ITV as well. Yeah, definitely.
2: definitely. Um,
0: and the other thing that came back this week was Quantico, which was back for a second season. Which I really enjoyed the first season of. It, it, this is. I, I did wonder what they were going to do with this because the entire premise of Quantico was it, it was sort of set in two time periods following a group of students through Quantico, the FBI Training Academy, and then an assignment post them graduating where one of the people gets blamed for blowing up uh, Grand Central Station in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the sort of premise of the first season. So Quantico was was kind of quite integral to that. Now, obviously, by the end of it, they've all kind of got to have graduated because you've seen where they've gone next. So it was a case of well, how how are they? What are they going to do for the next season? And what they ended up doing was taking that lead character and putting her through the CIA training. So it's actually has nothing directly to do with quantico now (laughs) it's to do with it's to do with the the farm which is the cia's secret training facility so she's now going through training there and it uses the same format of of you know she's going through training there and then it jumps forward a year and it's sort of her post her training and what she's doing there there are some slight twists to that as well but i you know I, i won't go into those i find it thoroughly enjoyable i think it's good fun it's fairly twisty and turning. It's got some some quite good kind of twists in it, and I, you know, I I find it just really entertaining. It's a really entertaining show. That
2: yeah, it's a it is a, the, the flashback thing was a bit different from the norm. Just, yeah, I'm not sure about the suddenly jumping to the CIA. Does that mean in season three she'll be training with the NSA, and then in quite season possibly. four she'll be training with West Midlands
0: Police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very possibly at this point. I that is the slight problem with what they're doing at the moment is where do they go for season 3? Because if it's got to be a training facility or, or do they have a as one of the instructors at a training facility maybe and bringing in a new bunch of recruits? I don't know. But yeah, we'll, it, we'll see. Yeah, it's one of those shows it's like when it's like with TV shows set in schools, you have to have a sort of rotation of cast to a certain extent, because yes. you know you you may have core cast members, but they're you know at some point they've got to age out and do something else. So, so we'll sure. see, we'll see how it goes. That's all for my TV. The only True. other thing I've been doing this 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 week is Elite Dangerous, which I've, I'm back on playing again. Which I know you don't really game, so we can't massively talk about that. But uh,
2: well, you say that, but I I have actually been playing a game just this last week. I've been teaching my son how to play Connect Four, <laughs> which is a bit lower concept perhaps than some of the stuff that that you play Um, but it's just fantastic to remember having done it from the other side of the the board um, more decades ago than I would care to admit (laughs) that's
0: fantastic
2: But uh, TV-wise, I mean, they're not, uh, I don't think they're all started this week, but let me just, I've been watching, um, you probably talked about it last week, I've been watching 24 Legacy. Yes. Enjoying it quite a lot, actually, but I can't quite invest in, in it as much yet as the original at its peak. Although the original did have troughs to go along with these peaks. Exactly. It may may be that the lead just isn't quite as engaging yet as Kiefer Sutherland, um, but it does seem to have learned from some of the flaws of the original, such as the woman with the very annoying voice in season four, or (laughs) the ridiculous Scooby-Doo antics of Kim Bauer in season one. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. It is a bit of a stretch to see Gerald McCraney, uh, who's 69, playing the father of Jimmy Smits, who's 61, um, (laughs) which is a bit odd. Uh, Although McCraney does have the potential to be a paddy with the gravitas of. President Logan, that sort of thing. I can't quite tell what, which, whether he's going to be quite black or grey in this one.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of interesting, that that sort of reveal that we had, that he he does appear to be on the bad side, and we don't quite know why at the moment. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's a really good show. I'm really enjoying 20, 24 Legacy. I I actually, I think it's it's a bit more ensemble, whereas the, the you know, 24 itself was far more... About Jack Bauer, you know, yes. and so focused yes. on him. I, I think, although Corey Hawkins is the lead in this, I think it, it feels a rather more ensemble than than uh, you know one kind of standout lead. But I, I, I think he's really good in it. So you know,
2: yes, yeah. And there's a lot of promise there. I, I, I think I may be incorrect in saying we're we're going to get a cameo from. Somebody from the original 24 yes. later on. Yes, series. we but are. We're not going to say what. Although, yes. that said, anybody that reads the internet probably yeah. already. <laughs> yes, uh, and but-
0: uh, we, may, we may have mentioned it on the show before. I uh, should also mention that if you are a fan of 24 Legacy, Matt and myself do a 24 Legacy podcast over on Entertainment Talk if you uh, if you want to go and specifically listen to me and Matt Drain on about uh, uh, 24 Legacy. so
2: <laughs> Do it. Yes, definitely. Uh, a couple of other things. SS. GB you've been watching that
0: yes yeah I'm a little bit behind at the moment moment, but I have started watching it yeah
2: it's pretty good I mean it's a similar concept obviously to The Man in the High Castle but being British and not American it has much more of a slow Burner, yeah, uh, but due to the lead character inexplicably being given a voice like Bane from The Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> uh, the BBC was forced to adjust the sound for the second episode because of claims of mumbling, which is quite interesting. Yeah, um, and again, back for the final time is Person of Interest. You're watching the final series of that, uh,
0: yes, yes, that was that is another thing that I have started watching again, yes, it's
2: really a good. Bit- Low At the moment, this final season, hopefully we'll pick up pace quite soon, but uh, I'm enjoying its final outing and hopefully we'll end well. <laughs> yeah. The, the guy that plays Finch, Michael Emerson. Yes. How old do you reckon he is?
0: He's one of those people that I would say looks like he's probably in his late 40s, but I suspect he's a lot older than that.
2: He's, he, he's 62 and he does not look it. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine 62? I, I said I said about 49, same as you. Yeah, the, yeah. The, He does not look 62. No. And just touching on films a bit, because for, for once when we had these conversations, I have actually seen a film which is amazing yes and that Lego Batman um, the kids ah. enjoyed this a lot yes uh, obviously but as a film it, it just it cannot sit still for any more than two seconds and I was quite tired and seasick by the end of it yeah <laughs> um, if you've ever wondered what an expensive computer being sick for over an hour might look like, <laughs> then go and, go and watch this one. Um, oh, well. But then that's just me being cynical. Everybody else seemed to enjoy it. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, I, I haven't seen it yet. It's probably one that I will watch when it comes out on uh, DVD or onto streaming. So I will, I will watch it then. But I love the original Lego movie and I know this I don't think this is the same people but it's sort of some of the same cast and I love Batman obviously as well so I'm inclined to like this
2: this sends it up which is a good kind of counterpart to the particularly dark, latest outing of Batman. Yes. Um, And then lastly, but not leastly, a film that perhaps nobody else besides me has heard of called Rogue One, um, (laughs) has a DVD and Blu-ray release of the 10th of April.
0: Ah, yes. Did you not see that at the cinema?
2: Nope, didn't see it. And when I I did have a chance to see it, it was in that interim period when films are no longer on at the cinema, but the DVD isn't out yet. So you (laughs) you get the. You get this Twilight Zone where you can't actually watch something that you want to watch.
0: Yes, yeah, it's annoying when that happens. It is definitely worth watching. I really enjoyed it. I think it's, it's very, very well put together. The CGI work is pretty excellent throughout. It was a really interesting idea on how it slots into the other Star Wars movies as well. So I will probably go and buy myself a copy of that when it comes
2: out, I suspect. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one I want to watch. Like I said, it was when I phoned the branch, which is actually an incredibly difficult thing to do these days, actually phoning a branch of a cinema. Yeah. You can't do it directly. Um, but when I did, I was told basically it had been on for, I think it was about seven weeks by that point, which is probably long enough. But it was because some something about shades of paint 70 shades of paint or something was was on yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that was why it was bumped and that that i found that quite annoying because i think i think i would probably rather watch rogue one than whatever the other thing was about
0: yes yeah should mention actually I, they, there are some other things out obviously at the moment in the cinema which i'm quite interested in seeing logan being one of them but uh, if you're near a cine world in birmingham cardiff crawley glasgow Ipswich, London, Milton Keynes, Sheffield or Stevenage. They've put in, in those particular cinemas, something called 4DX. 4DX is a new cinema experience. The idea is that it includes high-tech motion seats and special effects like fog and wind and lighting effects and sort of rain and smell and all that sort of stuff is piped into the into the sort of back of the the seat in front of you so as the film goes through the seat will move and it will like fire stuff at you you may have been on one of this if you've been to like a a Disney World or that sort of place you know some of they have 4DX cinemas in those sort of places but they're now starting to actually bring them into normal cinemas and they have a specific like effects track which is tailored to the movie so it synchronises up with all the action on screen It's supposed to be very, very good. I have yet to actually manage to try it. I'm hoping to maybe go and try it with with Logan this week.
2: It sounds like it would work really well. Is it not similar to D-Box that came out a few years ago? Maybe I'm getting mixed up. So um, I think the seats just rumbled, or, or perhaps a more basic version of what you've just yeah, described.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, probably a slightly more basic version of it. But the forty dx yeah. is, is uh, yeah, the seats are supposedly move. I don't know how much, but it says high-tech motion seats. So, mm-hmm. um and special well, effects all, and
2: stuff. All that stuff coming out of the seat in front of you—that I mean—that would work, I would imagine, really well with kind of historical dramas, perhaps definitely action films. But you probably wouldn't want to go and watch. There's something about Mary, one of those. Just no, in case.
0: No, possibly <laughs> not. The moment the 4DX films—they they're running. Are Logan, which I think is running till Thursday, it looked like, and then certainly on my on the one in Birmingham, uh, Beauty and the Beast is on there after that. Then. Kong Skull Island, Ghost in the Shell, and Fast and Furious Eight. So, yeah, I mean, if, 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 the Beauty and the Beast is an interesting one to to, uh, yeah. to put in that. But anyway, that's that's what they've done. Unless it fires glitter at you, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> it Possibly. being Disney. So, have you got anything else to put in, or should we move on? Move on. Let's let's okay. let's hear about some
2: news this week. <laughs>
0: TV and film news this week. The first story we have up is to do with Marvel's Inhumans and uh, the casting. We had a little bit of casting last week where Ewan Rion, who is in Game of Thrones, plays Maximus the Mad, who is brother to the lead character of Black Bolt. Over the weekend, they announced the rest of the main casting for it, including Black Bolt himself. So um, Black Bolt is going to be played by a man, if you're a fan of Hell on Wheels, You will know him as Columbo Haddon, but uh, he's called Anson Mount, who is a brilliant bit of casting for this. Uh, Black Bolt is the leader of the Inhumans, and the most interesting thing about that character is that his power is linked to his voice. So even the slightest whisper can send out a shockwave with the power to level a city. So consequently, the character is mute throughout the entire thing, which is a very interesting thing to approach. I imagine if you're an actor. Did you watch Hell on Wheels? I don't know whether that's a show you ever watched.
2: I started watching it when it first came out, but never really continued with it.
0: Right. Yeah. So you're aware of who that answer mount is anyway. No. Anson Mount is the guy
2: that. I'd have to Google it.
0: Okay, Anson Mount is the guy that played the uh, the lead in that show. So Black Bolt, he's an interesting sort of character for an actor to play because you sort of want somebody with a fairly expressive face, given that he's going to have to play the entire thing mute throughout.
2: Well, it's the eyes. I think I've just Googled the picture. He's he's got yeah. I think you can tell by the eyes this is going to work really well.
0: Yeah, and he he does have quite an expressive face as well. So I I think that could work very, very well. So mm. um, I, I think that's a great bit of casting. Also in cast, uh, Serinda Swan, who is playing Medusa. And Medusa is the wife of Black Bolt. She's queen of the Inhumans. She's his most tr- trusted advisor, fiercely resilient warrior who has the ability to move and control her hair the way most people use their hands and fingers. Serinda, you might know because she played um, Zantana in Smallville she's popped up in she was also in graceland which was a great little series which i think only ran for three or four seasons and she she's had a reoccurring role in chicago fire as well which i've never seen so but yeah she i I think that's quite a nice bit of casting as well um and that's quite an interesting character she's going to have large cgi hair i suspect
2: yeah it'd be a bit like um who's the chap in in pirates of the caribbean with the. oh yes because, yeah, um, baby yeah. Jones,
0: yes, yeah, so, um, so, sort of like that, but it, it's sort of her hair that, that, uh, yeah, works. Ken Lung who was in Force Awakens, he popped up in Person of Interest, he was in Lost as well. He's playing Karnak, who is Black Bolt's cousin and closest advisor. His gift is the ability to see the fault in all things. People, plan, structures, everything. He's Black Bolt's most ardent supporter and strategist and often seen as the royal family's planner and philosopher. That sounds like kind of an interesting character. Emi Ikwanto, I think his, his his name. I'd probably pronounce that very wrong he was in Extant he's playing Gorgon Gorgon is cousin of Black Bolt is another cousin of Black Bolt he's the leader of Atalan's military super strong legs complete with hooves and can generate destructive seismic waves with a single stomp
2: so he's basically Mr. So <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> the Ying to his cousin Karnak's Yang so yes you've got you've got Karnak Karnak who is you know sees the fault and everything he's a sort of Plato philosopher this guy seems to be far more gung-ho. Gorgon will rather fight than talk to solve his problems. Then we've got Isabel Cornish, who is Crystal. Isabel Cornish, uh, she's been in a few different things, but Home and Away is probably the thing that UK audience will know her for. She's sister to Medusa, uh, youngest member of the royal family, has the ability to control the elements. She's impetuous, independent, and is deeply devoted to her family. So basically the annoying little kid
2: sister, by the <laughs> sense of it. Yeah, definitely, yes.
0: Mike Moe, who has been in Empire and played Ryu in the Street Fighter movies, is playing Triton. Let me guess,
2: he's another cousin? Yes, he is another cousin. <laughs> Blabald has a lot of cousins. <laughs> he's got a,
0: yeah. He's calm under pressure and supremely athletic. His gis, gift is his fish-like ability to live underwater water now are you gonna say be interested to see with this character because triton in the books it basically is um green with gills and scales so that's if they're going to follow the books that's full body green makeup every single time the guy's on screen (laughs) which is is a lot if they're doing it with physical makeup and not a cgi character he'll
2: uh, be up a lot earlier in the morning than certain people who are speaking right now
0: oh yes yeah so uh (laughs) that will be interesting to see whether they tone that down or whether they are going to force him through a massive makeup process everywhere every time they should Sonia balmorals who was in a movie called beyond the break and soul surfer plays oran she's head of the Royal guards of Atalan and capable, no nonsense woman. She's fiercely loyal to the king. Ellen Woodglom, who was in Californication and Outlaw, is playing a yet as yet undisclosed character. Uh, Described as smart, intense and focused, so focused that oftentimes social skills take a back seat. Her job as a private aerospace company is her life, second only to her passion for all things space and lunar. She's primed to be switched up in adventure. So I'm guessing that character is the way into the Inhumans. Mm -hmm. Sounds to me. Because the fact that she's into space and she runs a private aerospace company, that to me says that that's probably the person we're going to end up starting with, and she's going to be the way that we get to into the Inhumans. I would yeah, say. She, she'll
2: be uh, she'll be the eye, our audience eyes and ears.
0: Yes, I think with. so. The one final character that they mentioned as well is Lockjaw as himself, which is Crystal's two hundred pound canine companion. He's basically a giant bulldog. And
2: as, he, as himself. Yeah. That's <laughs> what they're saying
0: um my <laughs> guess is my guess is that uh, that's either some sort of uh, well I, it's going to be cgi trickery obviously to to get that to work but uh yes they they've i mean it's basically a giant bulldog that uh that character is so and he has the ability to teleport apparently so
2: as if as, as if a two thousand pound bulldog was not scary enough
0: yes a teleporting two thousand pound yeah
2: my goodness, stay away from that. So that that's a lot of characters.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I do wonder how much you're going to have them on screen. And uh, obviously, primarily, it's going to revolve around Black Bolt and I would guess Maximus and Medusa. It's how much you see all the uh, sort of extra you know, cousins, which there are a lot. Uh, whether, whether you see them on screen as much, I don't know.
2: It depends on the budget, doesn't it? I mean, clearly a lot of... There's going to be a lot of cost in Medusa's yeah. hair, and if she's in every episode, you would expect to see the the, the fishman and the dog. If they're expensive to create, a bit less.
0: Yeah, you would have thought. And if you're seeing the dog a bit less, you're probably going to see Crystal a bit less, since it's her dog.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of Manimal. Uh, <laughs> the man that had the ability to to transform into literally any animal ever, but because of budget constraints, it was always either a panther or an eagle.
0: Yes, because those are the things they had the stock footage for. Yeah. Yes,
2: they had a <laughs> panther lying around somewhere, so they just used it every week.
0: Yeah. Yes, I remember Manimal. I love that show. It was only about eight episodes before it went it, off air as well.
2: It was. Um, unsurprisingly, it's dated quite badly now.
0: Yes, Man of Automan was the other one I remember from that sort of time period. Auto, yes,
2: yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Brilliant 80s shows. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've not got a UK air date for this yet. It, we know it's coming to IMAX cinemas in the US at the start of September. We don't know whether it's going to come in IMAX worldwide or not. Um, the entire season is coming to ABC on the 26th of September for, and it's only eight episodes as well, so... I mean, it might be expensive, but then they're only doing eight episodes of it. So, you know, that may have balanced it out somewhat. Again, don't know whether it's going to land on a, on a network over here. I, I'm betting it's going to land somewhere. but
2: sh- It'll end up on Netflix. It's, it's got that kind of feel about it.
0: Quite possibly. I mean, that would be a reasonable place for it, but we'll see. We'll see where it, it turns up. Moving on to some other shows. Amazon announced five new pilot shows for its uh, spring season. Because you know how Amazon do this thing of they put one episode of a show out and then let the audience of uh, Amazon Prime vote on it to see what they should be making for for the next season.
2: It's true. It's it's an interesting way of doing things, but it's quite hard to invest in the Amazon pilots. I mean, Obviously, a lot of them just don't go anywhere. So you watch this pilot of something that you really enjoy and you never hear that that's the end of it. There was one that came out about the first time or the second time they did it, about the same time as Bosch, which did make it to series. I can't yeah. even remember the name of the, the programme. But it was about some random people in LA waking up to find the rest of the population all dead. And it was really interesting and we never got to find out what happened.
0: It's such a shame. But, you I mean, at the end of the day, it's playing to their audience. So if there's enough people out there that... that... Go and like something. It just shows you how important it is that people go and vote on these things.
2: True, true. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, all the other networks and cable. You know, every other production has a pilot. It's just we're just used to not yeah. seeing the pilot. If it if it doesn't go anywhere, we never see it, and that's. Yeah. It's just a different way of doing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think Amazon releasing these to the public is a really interesting way of doing it. And we've got some great shows out of it. I mean, you know, Sneaky Pete came out of out of a pilot. We've got a, a Tick reboot coming out of of the pilots. As you mentioned, Bosch came out of pilots. So, you know, there, there have been some good shows come out of that. I think Men in the High Castle, actually. Men in the High Castle came out of a pilot as well. Yeah, I mean they're good, interesting shows, and you know can go on to be quite big. So this time round there are five shows. There's The Legend of Master Legend is the first one which is a dark comedy about the life of Frank LaFont who is aka Master Legend a homemade superhero whose mission it is to protect the people of Las Vegas from evildoers Master Legend juggles the demands of justice with the even more complicated demands of his real family who don't see him as a hero at all. John Hawks from Winterburns Dawn Lewis from Major Crimes, Sheer Wingham from Bulwark Empire and a newcomer called angelica washington i don't know what do you think
2: thoughts on that one confusing by the sounds of it it might end up being a fairly straightforward thing sometimes it's hard to tell from you do wonder sometimes the people that write these short blurbs about forthcoming programs if they've ever if they're actually involved in producing it or they're just in the marketing department yeah Um, it, the, I can't think of examples right now, but the, there are plenty where the description in advance actually ends up bearing very little resemblance to the, <laughs> the programme that you watch on screen.
0: Yeah, I mean, this basically... I, seems... I, I'd watch
2: that. I'd watch that. that sounds yeah, I mean, it's, it's, su-
0: it's superhero-based. Uh, it's based in Las Vegas, which is kind of an interesting place to, to put a superhero, because given that if you've ever wandered around Las Vegas at night, um, it, it's full of people in costumes anyway mm-hmm. so so they're sort of you know people in Spider-Man costumes bad Spider-Man and Superman costumes trying to get you to take their pictures to, you know and tip them so that's sort of an interesting place to put it and the idea that his family don't see him as a hero and he's sort of uh, I'm assuming he doesn't have superpowers if he's a homemade superhero yeah. so I don't know that, that could be kind of interesting there's one called Budding Prospects this is set in 1983 it's three hapless city boys. Moved from their comfort zone of the San Francisco counterculture to Mendocino to grow marijuana. Their expectations of experience being back to the land, nurturing adventure in a beautiful rustic setting, run upon the harsh truth prior to their arriving at the summer camp, a miserable rundown shanty in the middle of nowhere where they are bedeviled by rats, snakes, mosquitoes, and harsh and unfriendly growing conditions, noisy neighbors, dangerous locals, and menacing law enforcement yeah I, do, I, I don't know that sounds different yeah i mean it's it's basically it is a pop comedy and yeah i don't know i i'm not that infused about it but i mean i suppose set in 1983 could
2: be quite good fun I, if, yeah if they get the 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 kind of if they do a very '80s thing with the clothing and the attitudes and everything, that could make it quite funny. I mean, it, do- it doesn't actually specifically say in that blurb that it's a comedy, but I'm assuming it is a comedy.
0: No, you're right, it doesn't. But I'm I'm assuming it is some form of comedy, even if it's a dramedy of some description. But I suspect it's far more comedy. It's got uh, Joel David Moore's in who is in Bones and played uh, one of the interns. You've got Adam Rose from Veronica Mars, Will Sasso from Mad TV, and uh, Brett Gelman from Fleet bag the boys city boys that are are in it yeah i mean it sounds to me like yeah a bunch of city boys move to rural area to grow pot is basically the premise of it um Mm -hmm. And as a setup for a film, I can sort of see that working, but I, I don't know stretched out over a TV series, I'm not
2: sure. Well, it's kind of like City Slickers mixed with Breaking Bad. Yes. in in the 80s, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, whether it works or not, well, we'll find out.
0: Yes. Interesting. There's one called The New VIPs, which is an adult animated comedy. Uh, New VIPs follows a group of low-level employees who seize control of a major corporation after accidentally murdering their boss. Uh, that's that's all you get for that.
2: I mean, technically, murdering by its very nature is is not accidental. It's yes. being t- if we're being technical, it's manslaughter. Um, yeah, yes. I don't, that's probably not the point though, is it?
0: I don't know. As an animated series, that's sort of an interesting premise for a setup. I mean, that'd be an interesting premise for a setup for live action. Yeah. Live action. Yeah. So, but they've gone down and sort of animated it's created by um, Steve Dill Darren, who is the guy behind the life and times of Tim The cast are Matt Bringer from Agent Carter, Ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec, Missy Pyle from Gone Girl, and Jonathan Adams from Last Man Standing. So, no, it's got a fairly solid voice cast behind it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know Life and Times of Tim was not that popular because I don't think it lasted that long, but we sort of got quite good critical reaction, I seem to remember. So that's quite good. I don't know I mean.
2: Animate, adult animation its not really my thing but what it does make me think of is whatever happened to that one about a Heman type character living in the real world
0: I don't know whether it's actually got picked up for a second season I don't think it has at the moment I'm not sure Son of Zorn
2: that was called that's the one that's the one I-
0: don't yeah. know what's happened to Son of Zorn. Um, you Did it ne- ever make it here? No, it never landed over here. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it ran 13 episodes and received fairly mixed reviews, so I don't know whether it's going to get picked up for another one. But it never actually aired over here. Or hasn't yet. Whether it will turn up at some point, I don't know. But I will be quite interested to see it.
2: Yeah, I was intrigued by that. But yeah, as I said, adult animation, I don't think is really my thing. I would watch it if it was a particularly interesting concept, but I would probably err nearly always towards something live action if if it was a choice for that particular time slot.
0: I have actually watched the first episode of Family Guy I'd watched in a very long time. Uh, And I watched that this week because they did the Family Guy Simpsons crossover. Um, And that went out on... Fox this week so it's still on the catch up if you want to go and see it but uh, yeah that, that was and that's the first one I've watched in a while and that is a fun show I do enjoy that but it, it depends whether you like Seth MacFarlane's humour or not. And I know that that's a bit sort of, you know, some people were very turned off by Seth MacFarlane's stuff. So I,
2: I don't know. I mean, I'll show my age by saying that I used to really, really enjoy watching Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's a long, again, that's that going dated. back a bit. Yeah, going back a bit. And I think that's a style wise, a forerunner to the Seth MacFarlane type things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Even before South Park, and that's been on a long time.
0: Yes, yeah, South Park's been going a very long time. So next one we've got is uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is written and directed by Amy Sherman-Palladino. Amy Sherman-Palladino, who's the person behind Gilmore Girls which you know is a show that I absolutely adore. And it's produced by Daniel Palladino, who is the other half, and from Family Guy. He's, he's been a part of the Family Guy team. So it's set in 1958 Manhattan. Midge Maisel, which is played by Rachel Roshan, who was in House of Cards, has everything she ever wanted, the perfect husband, two kids, and an elegant Upper West Side apartment, perfect for hosting Yom Kippur dinner. But her perfect life is suddenly taken an unexpected turn as and Midge discovers a previously unknown talent one that will change her life forever she charts a course that takes her from her comfortable life on Riverside Drive through a basket houses and nightclubs of Greenwich Village as she storms the world of stand-up comedy a course that will ultimately lead her to a spot on Johnny Carson's couch the marvellous Mrs. Maisel stars uh, Michael Zegan from Boardwalk Empire as Midge's husband Joel Maisel Alex Bornstein from Family Guy as Susan Merson Golden Globe winner and three-time any winner, Tony Shayhop from Monk, as Midge's father, Marine Hinkle from Two and a Half Men as Midge, Midge's mother. So set in 1958 Manhattan, which is kind of interesting.
2: Well, the the period side of it is interesting, but I think everything else doesn't really appeal to me that much.
0: Yeah, it's sort of housewife becomes stand up comedian, basically. Seems to be the premise yeah. of it. I don't know. I, it's difficult. I, I I know what you mean. The description doesn't sound very inspiring, but I like the people behind it. I like the casting, so I don't know. It's possibly one I will watch to see what it's like. I think, but yeah, the description itself doesn't make it sound massively inspiring.
2: So no, and I, I don't pilot maybe, single episode maybe. Just don't see a series in that, but you know i've i've been wrong once or twice
0: <laughs> i don't know it, it's difficult because it's about her journey or it sounds like it's basically about her journey from being this sort of well to do housewife to being a stand up comedian and as a limited run that's fine but where do you go after that
2: exactly once she's a stand up comedian then what it's just a film about it's just a series about somebody being a stand up comedian
0: which you know is is it's fine in some cases but yeah i don't know well, i mean
2: it, it's louis isn't it
0: It's Louis or Seinfeld, (laughs) which is, you know, but set in the 1950s. So I don't know. I'm
2: Mm -hmm. not sure. And then uh, the last one we've got is a documentary about a famous Manchester band, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, it is called Oasis. (laughs) Yes. Um, But no, it's not a documentary about a famous Mancunian band. It's based on the cult hit novel book of strange new things. It stars Richard Madden from Game of Thrones and it follows a chaplain who is sent into space to help establish a colony on a distant planet. What he ends up discovering is not only puts his face to the test, but life as we know it. It's uh, Pilot also stars the world-renowned Indian actor and producer Anil Kapoor, who was in 24 and Slumdog Millionaire played the host of the of a millionaire in the in the show. He runs the head of base of operations. Michael Shaw, who's in Limitless as BG and Jet Tool.
2: And to Tower.
0: And to Tower. Okay, there you go. She was in uh, Man of Steel as Granger. Mark Addy from Game of Thrones as well as Halloran. Hayley Joe Osmit from 6th, 10th, Uh, Asai, Maureen Sebastian from American Gothic, you've got um, Michael Schaefer from Coach Sinclair, Zone Ashton from Nocturnal Animals, it's written by Matt Charmer, who was the guy that wrote Bridge of Spies. It's exec produced by people behind The Crown, Night Manager, Last King of Scotland, uh, Kevin MacDonald, who was the director of Last King of Scotland and many, many other things he's directing. Given the cast in that and the fact that it's a sort of sci-fi premise and the people behind it and the fact that it's Kevin MacDonald, I'm quite excited to see that one.
2: I think that one, yeah, I was going to say it's a big cast, yeah. Um, again, like the previous one, they, they they may not all be in it to the same degree, but massive pedigree there, big cast, fascinating concept. If it, if it works, just you know, no Liam Gallagher, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> no, although um, yeah,
2: I would watch that definitely. I'll I'll be watching that one.
0: I'm sure there are some people that would would be quite happy if you shot Liam Gallagher into space. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, apart from Noel Gallagher you mean <laughs>
0: I think Noel Gallagher would be over the moon if you shop later in the possibly um, so those are all the uh, the new shows I think out of that lineup Oasis I quite like the sound of um, yeah. Legend of Master Legend could be interesting Oasis I think is the standout one for me though
2: I would say so I, I'm a bit more enthusiastic about the marijuana one than, than you but again it might end up being just a Well, all of them might end up being just a pilot. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) So I think they they come on very soon. I seem to remember. Um, I haven't actually got the date down here, but I think it's this month they come on. Some point. Right. So quite a lot happening this
2: month.
0: It's this month or next month, and you'll be able to kind of they'll sit up there, and you'll be able to go and watch them. I have a feeling it was the seventeenth of March, but I could be wrong about that. So last story we've got this week Benedict Cumberbatch is to star in a show called Melrose which is a a joint production between Sky Atlantic and Showtime It's a five part series so it's not a, a long thing Said on said when I wrote this up, Cumberdatch from Sherlock and Star Trek, and frankly, if you don't know who he is, what on earth are you doing here? He's starring and exec producing in it. It's based on the acclaimed Patrick Melrose series of semi-autobiographical novels written by Edward St. Auburn. Melrose hilariously skewers the upper class as it tracks the protagonist's harrowing odyssey from a deeply traumatic childhood through adult substance abuse and ultimately towards recovery. After the award nominee, David Nichols, is set to write all five episodes. He wrote Far From the Madding Crowd and One Day. Cumberbatch is playing Melrose, an aristocratic and outrageously funny playboy who struggles to overcome the damage inflicted by an abusive father and a mother who tacitly condones his behaviour. What's interesting about this is, asked in 2013 if he could play literally any character in a Reddit Ask Me Anything, the character he picked was Patrick Melrose. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so and now and now he is
0: yeah and now he is so I, this is another original drama coming to Sky Atlantic which they, they've promised to bring one new big screen drama to the screen every month and they seem to be doing that at the moment they're doing that fairly well I would say
2: yeah big pockets and, and it, it shows around. I'm quite excited about this one I think it will uh, this one sounds really good
0: yeah it does sound good it's um, I mean it's always good to have Benedict Cumberbatch on screen because he's always good to watch this is obviously a project that He's very passionate about because he's wanted to play this for a very long time. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to this. I think it could be good. And the, as a general rule, the Sky Atlantic original stuff has been up there with HBO quality stuff in quite a lot of places. I think they've been doing yep. very well. So yeah, uh, I
2: think it's Britain's kind of version thereof, yeah. more or less. But do, yeah. do you remember the Mary Whitehouse experience? Yes. In that and our. Millennial listeners won't have a clue what I'm talking about, but in that, Rob Newman played a character called Jarvis who appeared periodically in a dinner ja- in a smoking jacket. Yes. That is exactly what I'm thinking of when I'm picturing <laughs> uh, Patrick Melrose. I know it's going to be completely different, um, but I'm laughing about it already and it hasn't been made yet.
0: Yes. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Definitely. Yes. Uh, Mary White House Experience. Go and look up clips on YouTube. They're, they're very, very, very funny.
2: Uh, oh, what? <laughs> If you, if you don't want to watch it all, then at least find History Today, because... History uh, Today was brilliant. I promise you, you will laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah. Final bit of news? Go on. Yes, you had something you wanted to add. It's not about a production, but it's about a platform. YouTube. Yes. YouTube has... Uh, Google-owned YouTube, has announced that it's going to begin streaming of US network and cable channels for something like $35 a month. This notion is referred to, I think, as cord cutting and yes. is probably quite frightening to more traditional suppliers of, of television. There's no date for it yet and it is only the US for now, I'm not even not even the whole of the US at the moment. Yeah. But I think it's reasonable to say we should expect a lot more of this sort of thing in the next few years. Absolutely. Um, And it's probably not a stretch to imagine people like Apple working on a similar service.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you are going to get more and more of this. What it causes problems with over here is when they get stuff exclusively because then that's another service you have to buy. (laughs)
2: Well, that's it. You've got your your satellite or your cable or your free sat. Well, obviously, if you have free anything, then it's free. But you still have your TV license as well. Yeah. Then you have five ninety nine or seven ninety nine to Netflix, another seven ninety nine to Amazon, and then occasionally you've got something like Fear the Walking Dead, which appears on bt's obscure whatever it's called thing that nobody has yes bt tv i think it's called that's it and then you wait for that to come out on on uh, dvd and then, of course when the backup option of dvd ultimately ends um it's not going to be tomorrow but uh, you, you can reasonably yeah. expect that physical discs will stop existing at some point you have this issue of multiple subscriptions yeah uh, and that 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 problem is not going to be fixed because no no one platform is ever going to have all the content that you want
0: no that is true but as we say the best way we've said number of times the best way to get the the best and broadest selection of stuff if you're on a budget is to not get sky tv but get now tv get an amazon prime subscription and get netflix and those three are are fairly cheap to do individually they're certainly less than a standard sky subscription and will give you three times the amount of stuff. So, you know, all those in a free view box, which is, you know, 50 quid one-off fee or whatever. That will cover pretty much everything.
2: The only problem with that, of course, if if you have a perfectly functioning television set that isn't yet a smart television set, then you still have to get a smart TV first in order to be able to do all that, unless you want to watch things on iPads and, and that sort of stuff.
0: Yes, that is true. Although you can get boxes that plug in, to the TV that will convert them into smart TVs so right. So that is your way around that and they're not that expensive either. I mean no, you can no. you can get those for sort of, you know, 30 quid, 50 quid, something like that. If you go and look on Amazon or wherever, you can find various boxes that will do that. So, you know, there there are options out there for people. Or um I mean one of the cheapest ways to do it and give you some gaming actually is to go and buy an old PS3. <laughs> that yeah, will well, also I still,
2: do. I still have a new PS, well, say that. It was it was new when I bought it and a PS3. And it is still a very, very good thing to have under the TV for for all the stuff that it can do besides playing games.
0: Yes, yes, Play, playing games and uh, installing apps on it to uh, to allow you to to watch various different things. It's quite good, and and it makes a great Blu-ray player. So you know,
2: yeah, um, I think so. Yeah.
0: The, the, if you yeah, go and find a, a cheap PS3 on second hand somewhere, that's that's one way of doing it. That is all the news for this week. And Next up, we'll move on to our interview. <laughs> This week's interview, as we mentioned earlier, is with Lethal Weapons, Keisha Sharp. Uh, Keisha is an LA-based actress. You may have seen her as Dale Cochran in the People vs. OJ American Crime Story. She was Sheila in Everybody Hates Chris, Monica in Girlfriends, and Gigi in Are We There Yet. Her latest role is as Trish Murtaugh, who wife of the iconic Roger Murtaugh, played by Damon Waynes, on the new TV adaptation that we were talking about earlier of Lethal Weapon. Unlike a lot of the TV and film remakes, this one is really good. It's a great update of the source material. We had about 15 minutes to just have a little chat with her just about coming onto the project, what it's like working with Damon and Claim Crawford, who plays Riggs on the show. Here's the interview. We'll see you afterwards with our highlights for next week on TV.
1: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up.
0: Hi, Keisha. Hi, how are you? I'm okay, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Thank you for spending a bit of time today just to talk about your new TV show. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so you're playing Trish Murta on Lethal Weapon. Start off with the obvious question. Were you a fan of the original movies?
1: Oh my goodness, I'm a fanatical fan. I still am. Um, <laughs> so much so when I... I, when I read the script, well, before I read the script and I heard they were doing a remake for t- television, I thought, how are they going to make that work? <laughs> 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 and so once I read the script, Matt Miller's script, I was so excited to be a part of it. Um, I wanted it really bad. So when I read the script, I was like, oh gosh, I want to be in this this television series. And it happened, so I'm really grateful.
0: (laughs) I've seen the first couple of episodes and really enjoyed it. One of the interesting things is they don't directly copy... From the films, it's sort of updated and mm-hmm. and things have changed. One of the mm-hmm. thing, one of the differences is with your character; she's a, a a lawyer, which I don't think she was in the original. I could be wrong about that, but no, um, no, so, no,
1: no, no, you're you're right. She was she's a, she was actually a stay at home mom. Yeah. Um, for the we found out by the third movie that she was a writer. Right. Um, but before that, she was stay at home mom, which is beautiful. There's, you know, I always say there's nothing wrong with that, but they yeah. have. They've updated it in in such a way of 2016 in a way that this woman can do it all, really. She can have a high-powered job, a high-powered defense attorney, yet be a loving mother and a loving wife and be supportive and be the breadwinner. Um, Yeah. And that's okay. And so it was really lovely that they included that in this uh, 2016 version uh, and also, you know, Riggs is now from the south, and yeah. um, and and also Roger. In terms of the Roger in the movies, he wanted to retire. He wanted to be done with the job, as he says, he's too old for this. Bleep, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> but in our in our TV series, our Roger just had a, a massive heart attack. Yet he wants to keep working. He, they, I, I love these two characters that they they fight for those who can't fight for themselves, even when. Their lives are on the line, you know.
0: It's yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, the two leads are are uh, David Wayne's and Clay Crawford, and they uh, th- yeah. they work so well together. It was a, it's a really good duo. Yeah. yeah, I should should also say that the series has just been picked up for a second season as well. So congratulations on that.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. What's it like working with uh, Damon and uh, Clay? Oh my goodness.
1: Um, It's a ride (laughs) Their chemistry is great And then the chemistry with Trish With the two of them Is so dynamic as well So I find myself laughing a lot And I say this a lot That I I had to make my Trish Fall in love with um, Roger For his humor Otherwise I would never get through the show Because he has me laughing all the time And the same with Claim Those two together are so funny And, um, and I also, it also helped me say, stop, you know, Trish say, you know, it's not funny. Stop making me laugh. Like in, in the scene. Uh, (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's, it's a thrill to work with the both of them. That's another
0: interesting change as well is the fact that the, in the original films, they were more kind of, you know, uh, comedic and and straight guy. Whereas now you, you've (laughs) kind of got two comedians because I mean, Damon Wayans is a hilarious guy uh, in himself anyway. Absolutely. But, but they've put that through to the characters which I thought that was that was a really nice move.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: So do you end up sort of playing the straight man sometimes in those scenes?
1: Absolutely. with the Absolutely. With him and with um, Claim, with the two of them, she gets moments where but she, that she gets to be the, you know, the bun of the joke. Well, yeah. But at the end of the day it really is her trying to keep them on track. She's kind of like the mother to the... I hate to say mother as that's my husband you know it's husband, <laughs> yeah. but you know she kind of keeps them both <laughs> she keeps them both in line and she's the, the I want to say the heart between I can't put the. I don't know the right word to use but um, she kind of the glue that's the word I'm looking yeah. for the glue that holds the two of them together and that wasn't the case in the uh, film no. so it's nice to see that kind of dynamic
0: yeah, yeah it, that works really well and you've also because she's a lawyer you've got this interesting possibility of her getting pulled into more of the police storylines as well.
1: Absolutely. You'll see that by, I think it's, you guys will see that, you'll see that this season. You'll see it at the first season that you'll see yeah. her. I always used to, before I saw the script, because I didn't know they were going to do and, and she would be pulled into some of their cases but I thought that would be a great just like you said it would be a great thing to happen and it does it does eventually happen you'll see um Trish and her um her element for sure and how that how that affects the three of them yeah it's a really great episode you'll see yeah yeah
0: you've also got the uh, the two kids as well in in the show uh yes. Ch- Chandra and Dante H- how is it dealing with uh, yes. the 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 kids Teenage kids on set
1: Oh please They're so well behaved <laughs> They both have great parents So they're really great kids Really different um, It's funny They kind of play The opposite of who they are On on, on screen Because Dante is like The musician And he's The creative um, And Chandler is more of the brains. You know She's very very smart And uh, Yeah not that Dante isn't, but they're just different left brain, right brain. It's interesting that their yeah. characters are written opposite than who they are, <laughs> um, but they're wonderful. And I, and I, I got to say, I love the idea of I, you. You said you've only seen the first two, but you'll see how parents of 2016 deal with the things that you have to deal with today with social media and boys and girls and how different it is. Then when I was growing up where, you know, there was no, well, I won't tell you all the stuff that's coming up, but it's interesting to see these two parents deal with that in a way that doesn't make their children cut them off and not communicate with them. It's a very fine line of how you raise kids today. And I think we're touching on that really well in, in the t- TV series.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's great practice as well, because your little boy's 12 years old, isn't he, I think. So. Yes. <laughs> so, so you're about to hit this. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> absolutely. I'm a little nervous, but <laughs> I'm, I think we're going to do just fine. But it is scary, these teenagers today, they have to deal with so much in society. And yeah. it's just a different time. And you have to figure out how do you balance that Without being too too strict, because that's going to make them do what you know, run and yeah. keep the line of communication. You
0: know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a, it's a much harder job for parents and kids these days. I think sometimes. Yeah, I think so too. You, you were a huge fan of the original uh, movies. Have you actually met any of the original cast or or Darlene Love, who played the role in the films?
1: No, I haven't. I haven't met anyone. We we're always making. You know, putting it out there anywhere we can, where we're like, we're wouldn't it be great or interesting if we can figure out a way to have Danny Glover or, or Mel Gibson or Darling Love somehow in this series or as a cameo? I don't know what that would be, yeah. but it would be pretty cool, you know? Um, we
0: always talk about
1: that. So we, I haven't met anyone yet. Yes.
0: And with a big yet. <laughs> <laughs> it would be interesting to bring them in as maybe your parents or, or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: it well- Yes, absolutely. My, you know, my, my, like, grumpy dad or something. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that would be good. <laughs> Who used to be a cop, and now I've married a cop. I don't know. That would yeah. be co- totally cool.
0: Yeah, that would be brilliant. Um, what's been your most interesting experience on the show so far?
1: My most interesting? Um, I think just in general, in terms of what they're... I, I love what the writers do and what they're able to do in terms of everybody gets a moment in this, even with you have the two main guys, you have Riggs and Roger. And I think it's so interesting how they're, writers are able to continue this process in a tv series you know yeah I, I don't know i just i just i find that interesting that you at first you're like how they're going to con- how are they going to sustain this show yeah. um even with the high octane level it's like a film every every episode really and and it's interesting to watch it unfold watch the writers do their thing and the directors and the producers and um i'm, I'm finding that more interesting than anything and learning from it to be honest, learning. How how do you how how are you able to do this? And they're doing such a great job, and um, I'm really proud of them.
0: Yeah, you shoot it in LA, don't you? Which isn't always the case for these yes. sort of shows. Yeah, so so that must be quite yeah. nice because you're but, LA based.
1: Yes, that's quite nice. But I'll tell you something: LA is a part of the the show. Yeah, it's a character. Yeah, how do you shoot this show anywhere else? Yeah, you know, Clay made a joke uh, months ago that he wanted when they were trying to get him to do the part. He he did mention, is it any way we can shoot in Alabama? And he makes a joke, but there's no way. That's a that's a whole different show. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought that was
0: interesting. As you mentioned, there's a yeah, it's it's quite action packed. There's a lot of stunts, and as you say, it looks like a film every every week. There's some incredible uh, every week, yeah. Just just the stuff, even, you know, in the episodes I saw, just the amount of, of work that must have gone into that sort of stuff.
1: Oh, my goodness. And it continues. You saw too. Wait, wait until you see. <laughs> it gets better. Um, <laughs> It's pretty amazing that we're, it's pretty amazing that we're able to, we, you know, all of us are able, not me, you know, I'm just saying we as a show are able to do such big production on a television series. And uh, also our show has, that's what's so great about the show. It has heart, it has drama, it has comedy, and it has action. And you can't say that about any show that's on television. We kind of hit everything in such a way that people like to escape through our show. And it's a feel-good show. You know, it's not too dark. It's, it's not it's just kind of perfectly balanced i think
0: yeah i mean given that one of the main leads is a, is essentially a suicidal cop you, it's quite it's yep. quite funny yep. for, <laughs> for a show that has yeah. that as a yeah, lead right? <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> yes. with all the action stuff is that something you want mm-hmm. you'd like to get involved in a bit more
1: absolutely you'll see one I, you'll, you'll see something coming up i won't tell you what but yeah. she does uh, i shouldn't maybe i shouldn't even say that but the thing i've always said was I do not want to be the damsel in distress. I'm a boxer. I, I'm a Krav Maga fighter. I, I want to. I want to. I want to be the one who's rescuing them. So I can't wait for that to happen more. Um, they know that. Like I say it all the time. <laughs> like, Please don't let her be the woman who's like, save me. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. But yeah, I'd like yeah. to see the the woman, you know, be able to take care of herself. Um, Absolutely. And be the savior, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, she, it, it's 2016. You, you want, like, the, the woman needs to be a much stronger character. You can't have her be just being rescued yes. every week. That doesn't work. <laughs>
1: exactly. That's exactly. That's what I, and I'm sure they know that. So we'll see what happens. You'll see some stuff this season, but yeah, I'll love to see more next season.
0: Okay. I've got a couple of, Final questions. First one is uh, okay. because we cover a lot of TV shows on the website. The w- There's two questions we always ask. The first one is what TV shows are you watching at the moment?
1: Oh, wow. My favorite show that I'm obsessed with is Game of Thrones. And, I, <laughs> and because it's not on right now, it doesn't come on until May. They're, they're like killing me here. I just rewatch them over and over. I'm so obsessed with that show. That's yeah. my favorite show ever. And I love Homeland too. I've been watching that since the beginning. Yeah. Those are two that I watch religiously. Um, And I have other ones that I watch and I enjoy. Um, But those are my major ones, those two.
0: Okay, cool. And if you had the opportunity to work in any show, either past, present or future, what show would it be? Wow. Wow not the one you're on one obviously
1: <laughs> one one is Game of Thrones yeah. I even consider I mean I'm so obsessed with that films I'm, I'm embarrassed to say so like how how obsessed I am so I would love to be a role in that like they have some brown skin sister that they didn't know about I don't know how that would work out <laughs> but I would sit around and try to figure that out yeah. try to write that character in somehow Um, and then I love Golden Girls it's one of my favourite shows oh, wow. I watch that still today I love that show so So I would say I'll put a comedy in there and say, um, golden
0: girls awesome awesome that that's what we've never had before i like that
1: (laughs) really oh good
0: (laughs) brilliant okay well (laughs) thank you for spending a bit of time with me i'm looking forward to absolutely uh the the show comes on fairly soon over here so i'm i'm looking forward to being able to watch the rest of it it's a a great show i can't wait for you to do it Um, i can't
1: wait i'm like literally but you saw you said you saw two episodes wait it gets so it it gets better you know it's so good it's a really great great
0: show so thank you so much awesome right have a great day you too honey okay bye bye cheers bye so that was the interview with lethal weapons keisha sharp if you want to catch lethal weapon in the uk it's on itv at 9 p.m on friday nights and i think they do repeats as well of of it kind of throughout the week so uh, go and check on itv for that next up we have highlights for next week on tv So highlights for next week on TV, you might notice we ch- slightly changed this from being just air dates this time around. The reason being that I, I the air date stuff was getting quite long winded and I thought yep. it was probably better just to have us pick out a few things that are coming up in the next week. If you want to see all the air dates, updates and changes, you can go to geektown.co.uk. You'll find them all on there on the website. One quick renewal I did want to mention, which I forgot to put on the list. Star Wars Rebels has been renewed for a fourth season, which is not unsurprising at all. No. There's no cancellations this week,
2: are there?
0: No, no cancellations, I don't think, this week either. So um, next week on TV, things that you probably should look out for. BattleBots. Um, Just before Top Gear came back this week, they also brought back Robot Wars as well, which is great fun. And uh, BattleBots is the sort of bigger US, slightly more violent version of Robot Wars. Uh, so that's on Spike from 8pm on the 8th of March. That's for that's for its second season. I do you watch either of the robot battling programs?
2: I haven't seen BattleBots, and I haven't seen the new... Dara-fronted Robot Wars but I used to watch it periodically when Craig Charles was, was, was in charge
0: it's worth going to watch particularly the Robot Wars one I, I really enjoyed I, depending how you feel about American commentators the BattleBots one might annoy you but...
2: <laughs> it probably would because they generally cannot stop talking for two seconds they, yeah. they, 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 they have to fill every silence it's like when you watch their hockey and, and yeah, sports well, hockey, ho- ice hockey is a prime example. They're either talking all the time or somebody's playing a Hammond organ. They just, they, they, they <laughs> do not, they do not like silence at all.
0: Yeah, that's very true. So, yeah, uh, but I mean, there are American commentators. It's a different feel on BattleBots. It, it's uh, the commentators are there live. It's not put on afterwards. It is interesting because the bots are very, very different and they kind of restrict the number of flippers and things. So the battles are far more violent. That They go in much more for the destruction rather than trying to flip the other bots over. So it, it's, it's really interesting. You do see some quite vicious robots there. That it's it's good show, but that's on Spike. That's BattleBots Season 2 on 8th of March at 8 p.m. Once upon a time is back for the second half of season six, a possibly final season, maybe we don't know yet. Though we they're certainly talking about this being a great season of change. So, if it does come back for a seventh season, it's going to be very different when it arrives back. But that's turning up on the 8th of March. I'm always very behind on Once Upon a Time. I really need to go and catch up. I think I'm probably, I probably am on season six, but only just about at this point. So, uh,
2: I think uh, I stopped season three.
0: Yeah, it was when it probably went off TV, you probably stopped i would have thought but it, it's now on netflix and it is a great little show and they managed to kind of keep revitalizing it you know and adding new characters in and that sort of stuff but they have said that if it comes back for a seventh season there are going to be some major changes to it so we'll see where that goes designated survivor also back for the second half of season one that's on the 10th of march on netflix have you got netflix i can't remember whether you've got no netflix. don't, no, don't okay. have
2: netflix um and that one I want to watch. It's not a Netflix original, is it? So I should no. It should um, it should come out on disc at some point, and I yeah, we will be able to watch it.
0: Yeah, it it should come across on disc. I would have thought. Kiefer Sutherland is the U.S. cabinet member that finds himself becoming president. It was really good, really fun. Kiefer's always great on screen. Very good twisty turny plot that I really like that. Gadget Show, back for a 25th season. That's on Channel 5 on the 10th of March at 7pm. Now we've added Craig Charles on this show. And I think with this show, it's one of those things that you tend to drop in and out of. And what they're trying to do with this series is make it less so people do that a lot less. So the idea is that they are going to try and make it so it's shot very close to the release of, of the show. They're, they're like shooting it a few days beforehand, so they're probably in the process of shooting it now. They're mm-hmm. in, they're they're shooting it in custom-built studios in Birmingham, and the idea is that it, it will be the most up-to-date it can be before it comes out, which I, I, I think is kind of interesting and different.
2: Well, given the pace of development of technology these days, <laughs> you film yeah. it a week early and the stuff's obsolete by the time it goes to air
0: but that was that was sort of the point was the tech stuff comes out so quickly they wanted to be able to make it as close to air Day as they possibly could so they yeah. they obviously they're going to have film sequences but they are looking at things like the Nintendo Switch this week so they are putting gaming stuff back in as well so i i think it's going to be worth a watch because it is a, a new lineup 25 seasons in but that's on the 10th of March on Channel 5 at 7
2: p.m. you that it, presumably with an apple event coming up this month they'll, they'll presumably include
0: that I would have thought so yes I would have thought that will get some coverage yeah okay Big Little Lies this is Sky Atlantic's latest new big drama it's a HBO show it's from David E. Kelly who is you know very well known writer star Reese Witherspoon Nicole Kidman Charlene Woodley it's about conflict secrets and betrayals and murder in a tranquil seaside town of Monterey in California there have been trailers all over it on Sky Atlantic at the moment it's coming on the 13th of march it's 9 or 10 p.m i haven't got the time down here but uh it's called big little lies it looks quite good and given the writer and the casting i think it's going to be one to watch yeah
2: david e kelly of friends presumably
0: i think you might be thinking of somebody else he wrote Ali david
2: Mc- crane david crane i'm thinking of um, david e kelly. Somebody yeah. else, yeah
0: okay uh, sorry david david e kelly was the man behind *Ally mcbill uh boston public and boston legal
2: ah or well, boston legal one of yes boston well if he's yes. the man behind boston legal then it should be quite good although of course if it doesn't have william shatner in it, then <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. you knew yes. that was coming at some point <laughs> I,
0: I do you had to get a william shatner reference in and that was the opportunity um so yeah that's that's coming on the 13th of march i've It's difficult to tell exactly what it's going to be about, but it looks like it could be quite interesting. So so we'll see. And finally, Vampire Diaries, back for the second half of its final season, season eight, on the 14th of March at 11.55 p.m. This will arrive. So just scraping in before midnight. I love that show. It's It's been a good run. It's been really fun. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap things up in the end.
2: I'm also looking forward to the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> but for different reasons. <laughs>
0: <Hush>. <laughs>
2: Sorry. <laughs> we, 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 we kind of agree on something, but for completely different <laughs>
0: And on that note, um, I I think we should probably end unless you've got anything else you want to add in.
2: I've got a couple more titles that I just wanted to run by. Go on. The BBC's very, very excellent line of duty is due back extremely soon. In fact, we should hopefully have an air date for it perhaps later this week. Okay. Although the BBC air dates are quite hard to come by. Yes. Fargo, and McGregor playing two brothers and the tone of Fargo this time sits very well with his early performance in Shallow Grave. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. One of the best things around right now, Fargo yeah um, it is back in the USSR on the, no back in the USA on 19th of April so shouldn't hopefully be too much longer here
0: I wouldn't have thought so no.
2: prison break we've been asked about that back in the US in a few weeks time but no UK buyer yet Nope. Gotham any news what the kapow boom is going on <laughs> with this one Batman <sighs> It is
0: on Channel 5. Channel 5 have got the rights to it, but they are holding on to it at the moment. For what reason, I have no idea but they are saying the only thing they will tell me is it will come later in the year. They did talk about maybe summer. We're getting
2: very close to the date for the third season in the US, and we're going to start getting the usual comments.
0: Yeah, Uh, and
2: uh,
0: what, what has possessed them to hold it this long? I don't know. It's one of those occasions, although you know our stance against streaming, but what do they expect to happen at this point, you know? yeah so you you, yeah i mean why they are holding it on for so long holding on to it for so long i have no idea it seems like an idiotic move on the part of channel five but they have it
2: So five if you're listening we need some answers please
0: i have asked them repeatedly the only thing they can say at the moment is that they think it's going to be i think they said possibly summer it may be later though I mean, you literally could have a a point where they're arrowing it as the next season is going out in the US. So who knows? Which is ridiculous,
2: but... It does. Somebody, there must, they, yeah. There'll be a reason. We just don't know what it is. that is. It doesn't make sense. I, yeah. Um, last, last two things. Um, Game of Thrones. That yes. little note program about swords and stuff. It seems to have slipped a bit further from the end of July, end of June to July, according to Liam Cunningham.
0: Yes. Um, I saw that. A,
2: a teaser appeared on the internet, and whose hand was holding the sword, and why it's important. I suppose there'll be forums and things dedicated to that very question. Yes. Um, Amelia Clark, who plays Daenerys Targaryen, said season seven will blow your mind, although, in fairness, she's unlikely to say otherwise. Uh, <laughs> True. There are only 14 episodes left, and then a rumoured prequel from 2019, so more news on that if we have it. Uh, what do you think of that?
0: I, well, I, I'm all up for having a prequel, in all honesty. Because I love Game of Thrones so much, I will happily let them continue the story, as long as it's the same quality that it was i think that could be quite interesting there's enough history it's like lord of the rings you know there's enough history that already set up by george R. R. martin that you yeah. can dive back into it i think without any problem it, at all
2: yeah i just i mean it, it, yeah exactly it would be it would be presumably a prequel about the mad king or whatever but i think a game of thrones prequel crossover with the sons of anarchy prequel would be, <laughs> would be brilliant and we're, we're all about crossovers these days yeah um Last but by no means least, um, probably the biggest TV air date news for the whole week, keeping up with the what are they called, Kardashians? <laughs> Season thirteen begins on the twelfth of March at half past I don't care on channel something.
0: <laughs> Do we really have to end on the Kardashians?
2: <laughs> um and on, and, on, and on that bombshell. <laughs> 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 and they seem to have ditched that, which is... <laughs> which is a shame.
0: Yes, which is a shame. So yes, I think we've been on long enough. We should go yeah. now. <laughs>
2: no, no, I'm, I'm going off to look up History Today clips on YouTube. That's what <laughs> I'm going to do now.
0: Good. Well, I shall leave you with my usual ending spiel of uh, if you want... To find the latest UK air dates and uh, news and TV information, you can go to geektown.co.uk throughout the week and get all the latest stuff. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments, you can email podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave a message on the website post. You can find us at Geektown on Twitter at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geektown or on Instagram at geektownuk. UK. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.